after the Sabbath, at dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to take a look at the tomb. Then, though, there was a violent earthquake, and an angel came down from heaven, going to the tomb, rolled away the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and clothes were white as snow. The guards, they were afraid, so afraid that they shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you're looking for Jesus, who was crucified, but he's not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come, see the place where he lay, and then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen, and he has gone on ahead of you to Galilee, and there you will see him. Now I have told you. Please join me as we sing number 273, Low in the Grave He Lay. Please stand.
And so the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with great joy. And they ran to go and tell his disciples. And then suddenly, Jesus met them. And he said to them, greetings. They ran to Jesus, grabbed a hold of his feet and worshipped him. And he said to them, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Go and tell my disciples to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Join us again as we sing number 280, Christ the Lord is risen today, and we will just watch the kids process prior to standing. Number 280. stand and join us.
to invite all the kids forward now for a puppet show, and then a prayer, and then coins count. <laughs> Puppets first. Happy Easter morning, everyone, and what a wonderful day it is. Hey, I wonder where Finn is. Do you think that we can get him up to come and celebrate Easter with us? Okay, can you help me? Ready? One, two, three. Finn the dragon! Mel, am I ever glad you're here. I'm even happier you brought so many friends. Oh, we're going to need every man, woman, and child. Now, on the count of three, I want everyone to push. Ready? One, two... Wait, wait, Finn, what are you talking about? Pushing what? Push what? Didn't you read the gospel lesson for this morning? Mary Magdalene went to the place where Jesus' body laid. In a cave? Uh, yeah, in a cave. But blocking the entrance to the cave was a huge stone boulder. And Mary must have been wondering, who will move the stone away? Well, we're here. Thin stone removal. And I've brought in a backhoe, and we'll just back up right, right over there. Oh, Finn... Well, okay, no more stalling. Let's get cracking. Okay, so you you just need to move uh, over there, over there. Yeah, just to the left. Okay, now, now, okay, you, I need you to stand up and... Ben? Uh, yes, can't you see I'm busy? Look out there. What now, Mel? It's, it's not coffee break time. We, did, we just... No, Finn, the stone's already gone. What? It, it, it was here a minute ago. I was all set up to move the stone away. I know you were, Finn, but when Mary, the friend of Jesus, went to the cave, they were so sad, they thought their friend had left them forever. But when they got to the cave, they found the stone had been removed and their friend had risen from the dead, alive. But, but Mel, the stone was, like, huge. How, how did it get moved? Did they use tannerite or dynamite or a bulldozer? No offense, something much more powerful than all those things. It was the power of love. It was only God's love and the love the disciples had for one another that was able to move the huge stone of sadness and despair from Jesus' friends. Well, hallelujah! Why do you say that, Finn? Well, 
two reasons, Mel. The first and most important is today we celebrate that the message of Jesus could not be killed, but was resurrected in the hearts and minds of disciples, and the message of peace, love, justice, and compassion live today, right here with us. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! But what's the second reason why you say that? Uh, well, we're not going to have to pay double time and a half for the use of that backhoe on the holiday. Oh, that is a good hallelujah, Finn. Happy Easter to you. And to you too. Amen. Hey, everybody, don't go yet. We're just going to wait. Okay, let's stretch out across the front here like we always do. And today, and we heard it as Finn and somebody were talking. And what did we hear? That the stone was moved because God loves us and we love each other, right? Okay, so here we go. We're going to do the actions again. And just like always, we're going to get everybody to stand up with us. And they're all going to be pointing at us, and we're going to be pointing at them. And today, because it's Easter morning, we're going to add at the end a hallelujah, okay? So the first time we're going to say it, and then the second time we're going to sing it, and then we're going to go head out. And all of you, this is our last coins count, so if you would like to give, please do. We hope to um, grow hope this week as we have all the others. So let's do it together. God loves you and I love you and that's the way it should be hallelujah one more time now we're going to sing it ready God loves you and I love you and that's the way it should be hallelujah God loves you and I love you and that's the way it should be hallelujah way you go everybody okay My coins count, my coins count. Oh, that's just not good. Let's try again. If I was an entertainer, I would be ashamed of myself. Let's do it again. Let's count, my coins count. Sitting in my pocket when they could be doing good. My coins count, my coins count. God can make a difference in the world. If we look around us, there are people that we see all around the world Needing food or water or a chance to live in peace Make a difference in the world My coins count, my coins count Sitting in my pocket when they could be doing good My coins count, my coins count God will make a difference in the world the gifts that we are given, they are given to be shared all around the world. Doesn't matter if they're big or small and used with care, God will make a difference in the world. My coins count, my coins count, 
Sitting in my pocket when I could be doing good My coins count, my coins count God will make a difference in the world When we work together there's a lot we can achieve All around the world Witnessing to others that we live what we believe God will make a difference in the world My coins count, my coins count Sitting in my pocket when they could be doing good My coins count my coins count. God will make a difference in the world. My coins count. My coins count. Sitting in my pocket when they could be doing good. My coins count. My coins count. God will make a difference in the world. My coins count. My coins count. Sitting in my pocket when they could be doing good. My coins count. My coins count. God will make a difference in the world. Like, what do you mean, hang on to them? <laughs> like, till when? <laughs> Thank you all for your generosity to uh, the Grow Hope Project. It's a wonderful project. A uh, few of us had an opportunity to go and see it uh, kick off a couple of weeks ago at MCC, Sam's Place in Winnipeg, and um, what you do or what they do with that money and how it grows into development uh, work is really encouraging. So a very, very good project, and thanks for sharing with it. Brazil won the World Cup of Soccer in 1994. We were living there at the time, and the country was crazy for the entire month of games and for a final celebration. Victory with players whose names I actually still remember scoring goals and staging celebrations that I still remember because they became instant national heroes. The morning after the victory, I went up onto the hill behind our house and met a woman, talked with a woman who I knew who lived in a very small wooden shack with her husband and children. And as we talked about the victory, she said, more or less paraphrased, yeah, the country might be celebrating, but not much else has changed. We're still going to be scratching for food today, trying to stock the leaks in the roof. I am still very poor. And that was true enough. Today is Easter, and we're celebrating resurrection. We do this every year, and we live within it all year long. But despite this morning's enthusiasm, it might seem as if not much else has changed since yesterday or over the years as we've celebrated Easter, as we remind ourselves year after year after year that Jesus is alive. Today is Easter, yet some of us suffer 
and have suffered under the weight of changed relationships, divorces and strains and breaks. Some of us have lost our spouses or family members or close friends, and the pain both comes and goes. Some of us might be married and wish we were single. Others single but wish we were married. Some wish they had children. Some didn't. Some wish they had grandchildren or didn't. Some of us struggle with loneliness, either in relationships or because of a lack of them. Some of us still live with medical conditions which are extremely troubling or, in cases, have changed our lives forever. Some of us deal with mental health issues, either personally or in our families. Some of us are in seemingly unbearable work situations. Some of us may be on the difficult journey of ending or losing or looking for or wondering about changing jobs. Some of us struggle under the weight of financial or business or work-related stress. Some of us are overworked. Some of us are underworked. And while different, the struggle is constant. Some of us are raising children, younger or older, and are wondering how to go about that when it just doesn't seem to be going all that well. Some of us are those children, wondering how to relate to our parents and families. Well, it's not going that well with them either. Some of us are old. Some of us err. <laughs> some of us are quite old, and some of us quite err. And we're wondering if life's worth living any longer. Tired of living with the losses, trying to deny them or live through them. Some of us are looking after those who are getting older, realizing that it's not always an easy task for either of the parties. Some of us have longing, anxiety, or even guilt because we live far away from our children or older parents. Some of us struggle under the reputation that we or our family may have or how we're seen by other people. Others under the decisions that children or parents or family members have made, decisions we might not be particularly happy about, and we're not sure how to communicate about it. Some of us might, be, have what, might have what we consider half-lived lives, wondering, what if, from days gone by, not sure if we got what we wanted, having an expected future suddenly or slowly change, just not become what we thought it would be. Some of us deal with inner struggles, bitterness, anger, resentment because of what's happened years ago and maybe continues to happen. Some of us deal with shame or a rotten self-image or self-loathing because of what has happened in our lives or continues to happen. Some of us deal with or have dealt with addictions. And some of us have lost our faith or it's changed or we've had family members change theirs. And while understandable, some of it good and from God, it's different and we have to work with that. Some of us have become disenchanted with church, or the church we grew up in changed and we miss the community and the way it used to be. Faith in church is just not what it was, and we're not used to how it now is. Pretty discouraging, huh? And we haven't even gotten to the larger world yet. And it's Easter morning. We just want to smile, sing, drink coffee, and eat Pascha. Why is he taking us into this awful place? Good Friday's over, right? We need Tigger, Kyle, after you've had Eeyore for a few days. Or maybe we need the resurrection. 
as we live today's celebration, as we live beyond it, is everything, is everything still the same? Not sure for you. I guess you'd have to tell me if Jesus' resurrection changes anything in your life or our life as a world, and I'd sure welcome you to come to my office and tell me about it. Not all of you this coming week, but over the next months would be fine. Maybe it gives you an assurance of God's forgiveness, which is how Jesus' passion and resurrection is interpreted in the New Testament. Maybe it gives us faith that somehow God does bring life out of death in everything that seems to be out of our control and spinning wildly. Maybe it gives us the strong comfort of life with our God after physical death ends our lives here. Maybe it confirms for us that God is alive, rampantly working in the world to make things right. We don't know all of it in its entirety. Faith is part mystery, sometimes, mostly, maybe. And we see through a glass very dimly. But today, the song of hope in life while seemingly in the midst of death, hope because of our death-defying Lord fills the skies as we go to the tomb to look for Jesus and find him alive. One writer expresses what just happened with these words. Jesus Christ, we greet you. Your hands still have holes in them, your feet are wet from the dew, and with the memory of our names undimmed by three days of death, you meet us risen from the grave. We fail to understand how. We puzzle as to the reason why. But you have come, not to answer our questions, but to show us your face. The disciples no longer saw Jesus' face, their eyes stained and clouded by tears and disappointment. And then there he was again, back in front of them, smiling. And they were to go to Galilee where they would see Jesus forgiving and healing and transforming, present and life-giving face, giving hope and life to their lives and life around them no longer afraid of life or death. They walked out into life with the hope that things the day after were different after all. And we get to go walking with them. We were mindful of Jesus' suffering and death on the loose in our world. All our days, we are mindful of the pieces of our lives and the parts of your world that are on the loose in destructive ways. All our days in our pain and that of Jesus, though threats can loom so large and powerful. We can have a sense of our helplessness in the face of that which seems to be stronger than life than we, than you. But today we begin to turn from our hurts and unresolved losses. Today we begin to sense the bittersweet taste of both weak-kneed struggle and loud clashing miracles. Today we stand in both bewilderment and wonderment, beginning to trust deeply, although almost afraid to trust too much passionately hoping, yet a bit timid to hope too much. Singing today that we are impacted, but not destroyed, dimmed, but not quenched. 
For your great staying power and your promise of newness in Jesus' resurrection, we praise you. It is in your power and promise of life over death that we take our stand this day. We dare to trust that Friday is never the last day. Today of all days, we watch for new life in the name of our risen Lord. Amen. The movement from Good Friday to Easter Sunday is glorious, isn't it? Easter is the good news that the powers who thought they could stop Jesus' movement of revolutionary love were wrong. They killed him, but he would not stay dead. Jesus is risen and rises again in every soul that trusts his way of love. This movement from darkness to light, from despair to hope, from death to life is glorious. And we get to participate in this resurrection movement. New life is all around us. And if we're paying close enough attention, the stories that we have, the lives that we live, and the love that we share, those stories are glorious. And oh, we have stories here, don't we? There is the story of retirement, which apparently you have to spend a fair amount of time planning. One of you has the story of being pumped to spend the last third of your life gardening and sharing all the produce with people who don't have access to healthy food. That is glorious. And when you are not gardening, you can join all the other retired or semi-retired or still a few other folk who make sure that every person in Steinbach can have healthy suppers or that every kid in school can have a healthy lunch let alone all the blankets tied for MCC. In a world where we have endless ways to pamper ourselves and live the good life, or just binge-watch television, you choose life. You say, I'm not dead yet, I'm not done yet. And it is glorious. And then there's the stories of you teachers Not only do you teach your regular classes, but some of us see the extra time that you give to your students so so that they can thrive. From normal teaching expectations like clubs and coaching to less normal teaching things like organizing presentations on human trafficking for high school students and noticing when your students are not well and moving mountains to make sure that they get the help that they need glorious. There is the story of climate change, which often leads some of us to be anxious and paralyzed and fearful, wondering what kind of world we are leaving for our children and grandchildren. But I know that at least two of you chose to leave your cars on your driveway all winter long and walked to work every day, even those minus 40 days. And it was glorious, wasn't it? Some of you have kept bedside vigils with loved ones, waiting for them to pass away. You take shifts, you share food, you give lots of hugs and shed lots of tears. And even in the midst of death, you give life. And it is glorious. 
I know at least one of you this year has forgiven someone who has hurt you. And that hurt stemmed from many, many years ago. And those stories of forgiveness are a lot harder, aren't they? And I'd also say a lot more glorious. One of you shared with me recently that you went home from church inspired to invite your neighbors over for supper in 2019. We can easily feel like we are connecting online, but really, I think we all know that face-to-face is better, but face-to-face is harder, and it takes time and energy and vulnerability, but you risked those things to build community, and it is glorious. One of you, before you go to work every day, thinks about who you are going to be interacting with, and you pray for everybody that you will encounter. And you make sure to spend extra time asking for God's blessings on those people who you know will annoy you that day. Praying for people who annoy you, that is glorious. And my favorite, one of you, possibly a teenager, went up to a four-year-old during worship at Grace Family Camp and blessed them with these words. May you never forget that you are loved by your family and loved by your church and loved by God. And the four-year-old looked back at you and their eyes grew big and smiled and they responded, I will never forget that. Glorious. It's Easter morning, where we sing these epic once-a-year hymns about the grandness of it all, the story of Jesus rising from the dead and love conquering death and light vanquishing darkness, and we say with enthusiasm, He is risen indeed, and what a glorious story that is. And also this Easter morning, we celebrate resurrection all around us. The small, little, mundane tasks, some easy, some hard, some expected, some unexpected, some with big consequences and some with smaller consequences, but they all count as resurrection stories too, because every time we choose life, every time we choose light, every time we choose love, we are choosing to participate in resurrection And it is glorious. Please join me in prayer. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. We give thanks for the gift of Easter. That which runs beyond our explanations, beyond our categories of reason, beyond the sinking sense of our own lives. Today we trust that you stock the earth with new life, soar the heavens with fresh governance, traipse the seas with odd authority. You are life-giver. You say, fear not, and we are comforted. Peace I give to you, and we are less restless. Go and sin no more and we glimpse new innocence. Mark the wounds of we gathered here today, the turmoil in our lives and families. Mark the incongruity of the rich and poor, oppressed and free, 
the injustices in our community and in our larger world. Measure the suffering. Count the sufferers. Number the wounds, you defeater of death, whose power could not hold you. And come in your sweeping victory. Come in your glorious new life. Come to salve our wounds. Break injustice. Bring peace. Massively direct our lives towards your life. Hear our thankful, grateful, unashamed hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Please sing with me, number 269, Thine is the Glory. Please stand.
wrapping up our formation series with John Newfelt, who is a retired pastor and professor at CMU or CMBC. And then also on the foyer, there will be two sign-up sheets. One of them is for next Sunday evening. We're having guests who's coming for dinner. We get to meet new people at Grace Middle Age Church over supper time. And then also we are getting ready for the annual Pick Up and Walk, which is in two weekends from now. So please sign up to come pick up trash. I'll be there with my kids. We have an invitation from the Hymn Sing uh, this afternoon. We invite both young and older to join us as we celebrate Easter with the residents of Rest Haven. Come if you can for a half-hour Easter Hymn Sing. That's at Rest Haven at 2.30 this afternoon. And greetings are being sent to us today from John and Karen Friesen. They're members of our congregation working with MCC in Egypt. We worshiping here together here, and they with the Egyptian Coptic community who celebrate Easter on the 28th. I invite you to join me in prayer, after which the ushers will receive the offering. Dear God, thank you that you make all things new. Thank you that by your might Jesus was raised from the grave paving the way for us to have new life with you. Thank you that you had a plan and that you made a way. We confess our need for you, fresh, new, and again. We pray that you will refresh us. We ask that you will renew our hearts, minds, and lives for the days ahead. Keep your words of truth alive within us. Help us to keep focused on what is pure and right, and give us the power to be obedient to you. We bring to you those whom we know are experiencing loss at this time. We especially remember Virginia Fast and the family on the passing of her sister, Irma Barkley. We ask that you will meet each of the family at their point of need and comfort them in their loss. We also once again give pause for others who are experiencing loss due to chronic challenges in their world. Be near to them in their long suffering. Be near to those who are suffering acute traumatic loss, such as Parisians and the tragic loss of their sacred space in the cathedral of Notre Dame, and Sri Lankans in the tragic deaths and injuries due to the church and hotel bombings across the country this morning. As Christians around the world are expressing the hope of our salvation, may we be light in our mutual darkness, peace in our mutual grief. Shine your light in us, through us, over us. May we be your followers in this world for your glory and purposes. To you be glory and honor on this resurrection And now, God, with joy and thanksgiving, we give you today what is already yours. Receive our offering for the sake of him who offered himself for us. Jesus Christ, our Lord.
We have gathered as people of faith, rejoicing in the glory of the risen Christ. We go carrying Christ's light into the world that all may see Christ in us, that we may see Christ in others. Christ is risen indeed. Go with joy and celebration. Our last hymn this morning, number 116, Crown Him with Many Crowns. And the kids are processing once again, so we'll give a first verse to join them in that. <laughs> 